Hello! Welcome, 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 welcome to the Bible Study Girl podcast. This is Sarita. You may know me as Bible Study Girl. Um, And the first hello and welcome you received on this podcast was from none other than the executive producer, Bible Study Brother. Hello, people. It is I, Bible Study Brother, but I'm also known as Icarus Gray over at Grayery Anime. But this is the most wonderful podcast of your day. We're glad to have you back. If you'd like a soundtrack for this life that you walk every day, you should go and listen to Icarus Gray music on all streaming platforms. Great way to segue your musical <laughs> pursuits into your introduction, brother. So today, every every saint in the room and ain't in the room that's listening, send up a prayer. It's about to get real today. We are diving deep into a blog recap. We have alluded to this subject several times throughout the course of the podcast. Um, And I know we've had a discussion about it before, but this is the first time that we're actually discussing the specific blogs that Bible Study Brother and I wrote after we had our historic uh, upsetting fallout. So you guys are really in for it today. I'm going to say a treat. It's going to be a treat and we'll see where this conversation leads. If you have not had the opportunity to read the blog and you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. I got you. Go over to BibleStudyGirl.com. The blog that we're talking about today is entitled The Ties That Bind. Um, so if you click on the magnifying glass in the upper right hand corner, then type in the word, the ties that bind, the blog will pop right up. This is a longer blog. You can tell I was emotional when I wrote it, child. Uh, so this is a longer blog. Typically, I try to keep them short and sweet, something you can read while you're brushing your teeth or something. But um, this one is a little more in depth. So what we do with the blog recap is Bible study brother typically reads the blog right before we start recording. (laughs) And you guys get a fresh take (laughs) on his perspective and things that Uh... he came away with when he read the blog. Then after he tells you guys the, the nuggets that he got from the blog, which is always refreshing to me, I jump in and I let you guys know how I felt at the time that I wrote the blog. And then I catch you up on how I feel current day. If my feelings have changed, if they remain the same. So that's the way the blog recap works. Um, You guys should be very familiar with it by now. So I'm excited to let Bible study brother take it away and tell us what he got when he read the ties that bind, what things stuck out to you. Okay, so to start off, the first thing that I got um, while listening or, excuse me, reading Ties That Bind was how much I've grown because younger me or or younger in this in the process of all of this would have just been slightly more offended by because like I know what like what everything is behind uh, the fight or whatever. Right. Fight wasn't behind the decision I made. Um, and that decision caused a lot of division between us or whatever. 
Um, and the crux of all of that in, in terms of the decision um, that, that, that caused all that was my trust of you. And how much in my mind I trusted and just value you. Um, and I, I remember being at that that point, and again, it, it'll kind of get explained more in in, in my post. I, I think, I hope, I don't know, I haven't read it in a while because uh, I try to stay I told away from fight he, he with a ten foot pole. But <laughs> I, I I thought about that for a long time. You know, sometimes I, I keep forgetting that part. That my biggest mistake was trusting like your perception of me way more than reality of, of different things and, and the reality of the fact that you don't always for the most part agree with me um and not realizing how much of your own traumas that were imbued in these things um in that moment and like the weight of that decision and, and just kind of how um, negligent it can feel if you're not understanding what I was doing uh, and given the position that you were in at that time. So I get through all of that. Um, I go past the, 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 the picking size part, which again, I, I felt, I said a, a, a lot and have said a lot in terms of like, I know because I'm like, I'm not that person. I expect people who, if you ride with me or you loyal with me, I just expect people to be loyal, period, or unbiased, just in general. Um, but in regards to people picking sides, I didn't see, because of how you probably, to me, presented everything, I didn't see anybody that was going to be like, yeah, outside of people who either understood me and could not understand our dynamics and stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like it was a whole bunch of people who could even spiritually kind of like tap in. I, I was literally kind of just by myself in, in that point. Cause I could present the situation to people and people would understand either, either you understood or you didn't, or it didn't make sense. Cause it just, you would have to know the gravity of our situation and then you have to know our backgrounds and everything else for any of this stuff to make sense. Because for most right. people, I think this just seems like a non sequitur. It would not even seem like something that should be something that we should be upset about. And I've thought about it for a while because I thought about explaining the situation in, in full. I had like prayed on it in, in, in a lot of different things in terms of the, the testimony. Um, but when I realized more and more, especially after reading this, and I think that was God's last confirmation about how the why isn't what isn't really needed. Um, you're talking about the why of our disagreement. Yeah, the why of our disagreement in terms okay. of explaining or sharing that testimony because it don't that portion of it doesn't really matter because that wasn't really the fight. And that is my. You know, we talked about briefly, and that was my position. If you want to talk about it, you know, we can talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it, and I'm really going to say <laughs> what I want to mm. say, and it's there. And so I don't think the why, like you said, I don't think the why of the disagreement is Because the why wouldn't it? Important. I mean, You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's important. 
gonna let you finish your turn yeah. so then I can speak um, <laughs> my turn. Because but it, I don't feel like the why knowing why or what we were arguing about is not gonna change. Because my thing is at that point, like I know that I'm past that point. Um and also it's more about the lessons learned and the fact that the situation in and of itself was meant to grow us um, and understand the separation that we needed. Because it's, if you look at just the situation itself, if you, like I said, if you present it to anybody else without explaining, like the fact that we would have to go so deep to explain the different dynamics of our connections to get someone to the point of being like, well, why is this a thing is to me? To you, um, and I'm gonna say to you, <laughs> and that's that's fine because because like I said in the blog post, I still don't agree. Like I don't care how you dress it up or dress it down, I still don't agree. But we are still in a good place. Like yeah. I'm not mad, but I still don't agree. That hasn't changed for me. But we supposed to get to my part if no. don't know. And I mean, even with that, like I said, I've also come to the point where it's like I don't care. Um, and never will in that regard. And not to like, and I'm not like puffing my chest up, but I just mean in that sense of like, in that learning to agree to disagree, the, the overall purpose and like what I learned and said, what I, what I was trying to say, um, cause the devil trying to distract me, uh, to get into what I appreciated and understanding was like when I got to the end of the blog and normally because it's easy to hurt my feelings. It's easy to get me riled up. It's easy to get me whatever. Because I don't like I'm also not an agree to disagree type person. But I especially it's harder with you because there are hardly ever really any situations where you don't feel like you're right or you felt like you were right in a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to like get to the end and it's like. These are the things that I understood that I was doing wrong. And I also understood what God wanted from our relationship and the fact that what, um, you know, my brother does. And, like, it made me feel like I am important to you. Because a lot of times I think sometimes I forget that I am actually important to you. Because... Of the Why way, do you say that? Because of the weight of you trying to be my parent before realizing that you're my sibling. And like, and that wasn't something that happened until after this. Like there was I think a, you're I think you're a hundred percent correct. I but I'm gonna let you say your part because I yeah. um because a lot of it, like when I think about like what were my biggest issues in terms of growing up or whatever, sometimes I, I you know I never had a male figure that was really instrumental in telling me how to do stuff. Um, I've had spots where people were around, but it wasn't anything consistent. It wasn't like, yo, let's go out Friday to go, you know, watch a football game or whatever. I didn't I didn't have those kind of people in my life. You watch football? I watch basketball, but I mean, I, I watch okay. football from time to time. <laughs> like, I watch it if it's on. I think I watch more you know more sports in the past working at the gym working downtown and then like you know like that's more when i started to watch more sports but like i would have liked to do all of those things 
I just had no one to do them with. Right. Um, and so all I had was y'all was for so many years. And if y'all felt right about something, even if I had a good point, even if it was something that technically I was right about, if y'all agreed I wasn't right, I wasn't right. Okay. And to always kind of be outnumbered in voting is stressful, <laughs> to say the least. And it's also stressful when I'm expecting, uh, like, siblings are supposed to do things, you know, like, even though that we had a, a, a level of things that was seen, that were sibling things that you do, uh, whether it's, you know, going on my first date was with my sister. Now, you know, yeah, we weren't dating each other. It was a double date. Yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> y'all weird. Uh, but I get it. I get the clarification. But mm. I just I wanted know. to say it because Mama it. would be like, "It sounds like y'all was dating each other." Oh Lord. Um. So you know, so we did stuff that siblings would do, but it wasn't. Like the separation had already been because you were older than me. You're five years older than me. So you already had separation. You had your own friends. You had your own lifestyle. So there's a portion of it that is we're doing stuff together. But there's also a portion of it that like, you know, it helped you be able to do the things that you were doing. Oh, correct. Absolutely. But if I, I take him, you know, let me go. <laughs> but I don't look at it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm right. thinking this. So then when I finally get to adulthood or what it, what I consider to be adulthood in terms of being a man or whatever and then like having those first like real kind of fights with you about me and mom's relationship and everything else it's like I don't have anywhere to even talk about what I'm going through because I can't explain nothing to you because you just like you shouldn't be doing this and it's not like it, it's more like a hey I'm trying to figure out how to be a man with somebody who don't understand that. Right. And two people who don't understand that. And then it's just don't seem like I'm just over here acting out. And I'm like, no, I, I want to make a decision that is not based on whether or not you think it's okay. And I wasn't confident in that, especially not post-divorce and post-having to come home from college uh, defeated and, you know, not with grades and everything because I didn't focus. Do you feel like you're more confident in that now or is that something you're still struggling with? No, I'm good now. I think you saying I still don't agree in it. like that that triggered me a bit, but I just had to like, hey, 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 hey chill out. <laughs> it's cool. Like you didn't like you're not you didn't do the things you did to be agreed with. You didn't do the things you did to find to when y'all finally fixed everything to like finally have somebody come to your side or whatever the case may be you made the decision because that's the decision you wanted to make and Correct. if they don't agree that's that's okay like getting to that point i think is the hardest portion of it still um because y'all are all i have sometimes in terms of like things that go on or 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 whatever I'm uh, building up to allowing other people in terms of whether it's Kane and, and like other friends to have that kind of connection. But sometimes I don't have what I think you have with Chantel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't? I, not really. You would be my Chantel. Gotcha. And like, and, and therefore it, it's, you know, it's a conflict of interest at that point. 
But I can tell you that here's the thing. You know, you were talking about our relationship as siblings. And Chantel and I are friends, but she does not co-sign everything I do. And she will say to me very bluntly, we may not be friends after this, but you need to know X, Y, Z. She does not agree with every decision I make. I don't now I will also tell you this. Like earlier in our friendship, she had to make that speech a lot more often. Uh (laughs) What did that necessarily mean that I was not gonna do what I was gonna do? But her thing has always been like, I'm not gonna leave the blood on my hands. I'm gonna tell you what's right. You can do whatever you wanna do, but I don't agree with this. You I, know? No, no. I didn't mean like in the terms of agreeing. I just mean a person that when you say it, I don't feel like you're just trying to like demean me or belittle me because you think I'm beneath you. Like right. when you would do it, even if you were right, like it just feels like you trying it to It was be, demeaning. It wasn't yeah. like it we make it wasn't like, you. oh, that's an un- oh, I understand what you're saying. It's like, no, you're trying to play me. And I don't like that. <laughs> it's like it's it's not a like I'm not I'm not never gonna I, understand. I definitely get that because I can be very authoritative and like it is what it is. So, so I, I mean that. more so just having a friend that like does not make you and that's why I be telling you something like because you're still the only person, like a lot of times even when I say I'm not gonna say something about whatever, I still end up saying something because you it. Right. Because I still need somebody who at least understands the mental capacity of what I'm saying and where I'm where I'm currently at with it, even though it's just going to inflame me more because it's like talking to a mirror sometimes. (laughs) So this is a quick aside. I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago and the man was saying in marriage. I mean, me and you ain't married, but he was saying that a lot of times single people don't work on their issues because they don't have a true reflection of what they have going on. But when you're married, you have a full length mirror in front of you Mm -hmm. every day that's telling you like what's wrong and what you need to work on. Mm -hmm. So when you said it was a mirror, I mean, we not married, but if you want me to tell you, I tell you. (laughs) No, I just mean in terms of us having the same kind of thoughts a lot of times and in that regard. So it's not like I'm getting something new because there are times where it's like if it's something that upsets me, nine times out of ten, it's probably gonna upset you too. Yeah. In the same way that it's upsetting me, so therefore I don't really gain anything that I like need because I'm just like, oh, and then I end up stumbling further because now I've now my anger has been confirmed by somebody who understands like, oh, they would have been mad too, and now I'm like, ah, <laughs> uh, but. Getting to the end of it, like I said, I don't have a lot of moments until like reading stuff. Like this. So I'm like, oh, I really am important. And that means something to know that and hear that from the source, because you, it's not like it said a lot <laughs> because it wasn't. It, it was just it's not that you wouldn't understand that my sister loved me, but you would not understand. Like if you were a person that y'all can have thoughts that stand at the same height. Um, or understandings of, of, of things of that nature. It always felt like, you know, like you're under somebody. Like, it, it's kind of like being a bird. You can fly, but the other bird is like, no, 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 chill out, chill out, chill out. <laughs> and then they go fly, and it's like, bro, I can do that. And they, they don't look back to see whether or not you can. They just are assuming you can't. 
And then it's like, when you say you can, it's like, well, show me in this way that is specific only to how I fly. And it's like, I don't fly like that, though. I fly like this. And so. So I'm hearing that throughout our relationship, you feel maybe stifled, like I baby you, like I don't. Mm, That would be like I don't allow you to soar. It's more like. You don't see like we 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 were joking about this Facebook post that I made earlier when people say if you say you have a baby brother and then the baby brother is 30, whatever, like people are like, how is that your baby brother? Like that kind of disconnect is the like I am somehow always and I'll always be your baby brother. But like I'm an adult. I think things I do things. I have desires. I have wants. I have places that I know I need to grow and i'm learning those things but like you trying to force me or make it like your job to make me grow only disconnects us do you feel like i currently do that no um i mean now i think like i said after the fight um you because of your cutoff spirit and and i think there was a point and this is God, where it's like when you did, he's like, well, all right, I'm, you just going to fail. Because the instant assumption was if I'm not doing it, it's, just like, mm, it's probably not going to be right. It's, I'm, and I'm almost positive that was like the whole thing. Like even when you say it, like you just want to get sick because it's all going to be their fault. And it's like it, it's still in that moment of, well, now everything that I think is going to happen is going to happen and it's going to be this way. And you're going to see how much you needed me. There was like until we got back together and I started to like do things in my walk that kind of started to show you, oh, this is how he handles this or this is how he does this or he can do this and he's doing it without it being this thing where I think I have to tell him or he won't know. You started to see me differently or actually see me. Because I don't think you saw me as a person capable of things. Um, Because the height of whatever the standard is that you would set for me was so drastically high. So you feel like I have very high expectations? I feel like you have your expectations that are based on you. Um. Which is to say, even if you know I'm not the scholar you are, you still look at things from that scope. So it's like you just do this. You just do this. It's the same thing I think I do. I was I was just talking uh, off air about this with somebody about rapping. And I'm like, when I'm explaining it to people, it's easy to me. It's hard to understand how to explain it to somebody. I'm like, well, you just do this. You just tell your story or you just ride the beat. Not knowing that that can be hard for somebody. I will say this. I have a lot of things that come second nature to me. I think the older I get, the more I realize it's not second nature for everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody cannot just do this or cannot just do that. And I just assume that if I can do it, then everybody else can do it. So I definitely think there's validity in that statement. Um, And I also... By the same token, I think what you're saying about me and my standards are 
and I have high expectations of myself. Mm. I don't meet my own expectations of myself ever. If you ask me how something looks, I can always tell you what's wrong with it. And I think that translates into my relationship with you mm. um, and into any relationship I have, really. Um, I'm going to say that and I'm going to leave it there, but I'm going to let you finish saying what you wanted to say. And then the last thing I was, I think it was that point of when you stopped trying because and and you said it so eloquently when you stopped trying to fix me and I could never put that in my head but it that that's like what it felt like I'm like bro what is like and you did it in such a way that it's like I see all of these things that are wrong with you and I need to fix it and it's what led interactions in certain places and instead of it being nurturing it's like you trying to fix something like now I feel like something's wrong with me you want me to be 100% honest with you? Go ahead. <laughs> it's it's like not funny, but it's funny. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say. Okay, so when I moved back from Houston, mm-hmm. I had a plan, man. I was going to mold you. That was on my because I because I, I remember having <laughs> you wanna know why I knew that? Cause it was the first little argument. There was one argument we had one time, and it's like I understood, and this is where I started to like have real like earnest beef with my sister, because it was the first time I kind of noticed. So I had invited some friends over to the to the apartment. We were hanging in my room. Mom comes home, uh that I hadn't said to her that I was having friends over or whatever. And so because she didn't know them and hadn't met them yet under whatever, I was now in the most trouble of my life because all I know is hooligans that's going to steal from us. Um, And even if it was just a simple conversation that could happen, it got gassed by you and her at the same time. So we ended up having to like leave because at this point I was like, I've literally done nothing wrong here when she was when y'all were in the apartment huh i did not live here when y'all no, what were i'm saying no i didn't say you were okay. you were here i'm saying okay. like, but this anyway so anyway so of course i leave i don't remember if you ended up calling me but we ended up talking about it later or whatever like around the time because we was only we was a, a year after this happened is when we get the house and so so we ended up talking and we're sitting there and i'm just like I don't know what it was if you had like called me or said something about it or made me feel hey, and I remember just being at the house and I remember having this conversation. I was like, and it was it wasn't until this that I think you understood what I was saying, but I I know I said this way before this conversation. I was like, you sometimes I was like, I feel like we argue because sometimes you seem to think you're my parent. And I'm like, you're not. And you sat there and you were kind of like, and you did the thing you do when when you're not listening and you're just like, and like, and that's what, like I'm saying, when you probably had your, the molding plan already in your head to where you weren't even listening to nothing I was saying at that point. It was just like, uh-huh, I hear what he's saying, but plan's going to be initiated at some point. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like, I feel like, cause it was one of those, okay, we haven't really been talking cause we hadn't really talked cause we had certain situations where, like I said, I felt a way. We had several fights, several disagreements, several periods of not talking to each other before our big fight. Right. 
several. Um, and, you know, each thing for me was based in a, like, hey, there's a difference between you saying something that I need to learn and kind of an understanding of something. There's an also difference between everything you saying being like I said, you're like, I'm not. I ain't for you to mold. And like, again, like I just, I don't, I don't do that. Like there are, you, you manipulate a lot of things that I do in a sisterly way of like filling, putting your gas up, doing this or doing whatever. But there are other parts where it's like, that's intrinsically me where I would fight back and not know what I was fighting back against. And it it was just, it's an exhausting existence when you're already dealing with self-esteem issues um, on yourself because of how you look, where you fit in the world, what your friend groups are. You're continuous, continuously scared of different situations because everything else is kind of garnered or, or moved and, and, and uh, placed before you. You know, in being the baby in a lot of different ways, there were so many things that I didn't like have to do because they were like done for me. And it's my father. If you're going to listen to daddy issues, just wasn't like the dad that is like, okay, I learned. Oh, man, I learned how to be confident or walking, walking this or walking that. That just wasn't his bag. So in the moments where. I wasn't with my mom or my sister. I was by myself. I didn't have anybody like, hey, go and do this. So I spent time talking to myself and and feeling like, okay, well, somebody is going to do this because they do these things for me. And if they don't do it, that must mean that I'm not ready or or whatever. And that's kind of how you like associate like growing in, in manhood and stuff. So with the self-esteem issues, it was spiritually hard to even find what I wanted to do in anything because I felt like if it wasn't something that you or mom did, it was going to be wrong. And cause I didn't care what he, what, what he did, his stuff didn't matter because that's not who I spent my time with. That's not who I was looking and, and hoping for validation from and the things that I wanted to do. It was y'all. It was, that was it. Like I would talk to my friends, but I knew at the end of the day when it came to like a big situation, if she ain't fooling with it, if she ain't fooling with it, then I can't do it. And or if they feel this way about it, then I'm probably not going to have something that's rewarding about it. Okay. So but overall, just the, the thing, like I said, that I learned the most is like when you have these moments where I do know that I matter to you outside of just being something that, like I'm I'm not a project. I'm not your child. I'm not. Anything other than your brother and you can start to see me on a standing that is an equal eye level and, you know, I'm allowed to be and kind of grow in a way that isn't like, okay, you can fly like I be stumbling and falling too. Why should I be so harsh on you in your stumbles and and falls or or how you're doing these things in a way of like, it's so wrong that I need to to fix it. So overall, sorry for being long with it. This is just, again, it's all kinds of stuff. Long story still long. Go ahead. Long story still longer. (laughs) It's just, that's, you know, the life and the fight was just one of them things that like, I was like, you have to stand. Like, you never will if you don't. If you don't trust me more than you trust them. 
at least to you know in, in terms of everything you're doing if you do not trust me more than you trust them um and that's hard because that was all i trusted so like really okay. in terms of earnestly but go ahead well thank you so much brother for your transparency and for being willing to share uh your experience from our fight uh reading about our fight from my perspective and then giving me some feedback i think it's important um you know at the time i wrote that you have been married a couple years by that point i would say I wrote it in 2019. When you get married? I've been married two years. But okay, so we fell out, and I will say though, we have gone longer periods of time without talking to each other than we mm -hmm. had. We had our major fallout. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's one thing that's so amazing about the whole experience because I do have a cutoff spirit. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a way of protecting myself from further hurt. At times, it is definitely appropriate to cut people off. Um. And one thing, our fight really, because we had been to therapy as a, as a family maybe for two years before mm, this point. I, we did like two sessions. Um, no, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about me and you. I'm talking no, about like as an entire family. I'm saying the three of us had only gone to like two because, uh, and I think I maybe went to one by myself, maybe, but like. And here's how I remember, because as soon as we did, like, it, it might have been more than two, but it wasn't a lot. It was, we went, he gave us some revelations, he told me to go to, like, this group, uh, this, like, you men's, did not go, group, did you? men's grief group. I never went, and then I was like, I'm not going back. Now, I do want to, I do need to go back to therapy in general. I've been planning to. I just need to do it, but. So, I'm going to yeah. say. So we started family therapy after Uncle Michael was murdered. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm saying as a family, probably two years before this point, we had been going to therapy together, like taking real issues that we were having and talking to the therapist about it. And he gave us specific exercises, specific tools to help us figure out how to function as a family in a healthy way. So we have these tools, we have these things to help us function in a healthy way. Are we using them? Nah, hit and miss. We might do it one time, but like this mess is hard. And who wants to, who, we just gonna keep fighting the way we've been fighting and move on with life. And so our, me and Joe's big argument was a big turning point for me in my personal therapy journey because my therapist challenged me to unpack a lot of my unhealthy behaviors because one thing he really hammered home and it has been so true is that yes I might have the mindset that I want to fix everybody but I can't the only person in the variable that I can fix or change is me and just you know 
and really looking at myself is a hard thing, number one. And it's not a change that happens overnight. It is a change that make I have to continually every day think about the decisions I'm going to make, how I'm going to speak to people, filter whether or not this is something that I even need to address or if this is something that is a me problem and it's something I need to fix internally. And so me and Joe having our big disagreement was a major push for me to get into more intensive therapy and to really start doing some intensive work. Did it feel good? No. Um, And I think a lot of times people shy away from therapy or even the thought of therapy, because how can somebody else tell me about myself? Well, we read in the Bible all the time that iron sharpens iron. That doesn't sound like something warm, cuddly and cozy. When you hear iron going against each other, it it rings in the ear. So it's not something that is a comfortable experience, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want that. You know, we even talked about my relationship with Chantel. I listen. She's very candid with me about her opinions and what she thinks is right and what she thinks is wrong. And... I'm candid with her as well. I also realize you can't have that kind of relationship with everybody. Everybody's not capable. Everybody is not equipped. But I do believe everybody needs somebody in their life that will be honest with them, open with them, and willing to share with them, hey, this is not going in the right direction. So like I said, the our me and Joe's major argument was a catalyst for me to really start working on myself. And it was difficult I have strong opinions about things. Um, Joe said, I always feel like I'm right. And I do. I do. Uh, But I'm also willing to listen to feedback from people. I'm always willing to listen to feedback from people. I'm not ever like, okay, I'm right. And that's just the end of it. I want to know why you feel the way you do. I need for you to explain it to me. And I don't mean it to be patronizing, but like, I really want you to explain to me, like, help me, like, tell me why this is not, tell me what you think is wrong about it or why you think this is wrong. Yeah, I think sometimes it would just be the fact that it would feel more like you would listen to feedback from people you felt could give you understandable feedback. Um, and if it did make sense within, like you had a, it would sometimes feel like I, like, again, I would have to prove instances of when you said something that hurt my feelings, or I'd have to go through not one. I can't just talk about the instance right here. I had to explain or explore, like I had to go through a list and if I couldn't go through the list, then it wasn't valid. And then by that point, because I'm upset or I'm frustrated i think that like used to like really just it triggers my soul would be i'm upset there's an emotional response to not being listened to or being patronized and instead of just stopping or chilling out or saying like hey we should probably chill out because nothing good is going to come from this there would be more patronizing and sometimes y'all would like make fun of me or just because of how if you couldn't fathom whatever it was that was causing me to be so angry, upset, mad, crying, whatever the case may be, 
if I don't feel like it's valid, I'm not giving you anything that's going to help you get out of this where you what you're feeling. And this just look dumb to me. You just look stupid. And I'm going to act. It looks stupid. It's funny. I'm going to laugh. And and that's what you're saying is like, very true. Again, it didn't come. It's not something that came naturally to me. I had to have somebody say to me, this is a better way to handle this situation. And then I had to put that into practice. Yeah. So it's not something uh, and it's not something I'm proud of. Um, and it's not something I want to celebrate or act like it didn't happen because it did, honey. I would be like, that don't even make sense. <laughs> move on down the line um but again those are things that i literally had to work on because it was second nature for me to be that way i'm not saying it was healthy but that's definitely who i was now since our disagreement i have done a lot of work on sarita with the help of the holy ghost like guarding my tongue because I have a sharp tongue and I know that about myself like you said even getting to the point where I could say we can revisit this because I was a no we're gonna handle it right now it it is right now we're gonna handle it right now and that was always my go-to my response it took therapy for me to get to a point to understand number one to be empathetic to somebody else's feelings I can't tell somebody they have the right or don't have the right to feel a certain way. Those are their feelings. Um, And for some people that may be second nature, but when I'm pushed up against the wall, I'm not really messed up about your feelings. Um, I just want us to go ahead and hash this out. So that took, it took growth and it took work for me to get to the point I'm at now. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. There's so many other things that I need to work on. So many other things I need to (laughs) dig. Not not that. Sorry, my bad. That was poor timing. (laughs) Uh, So many other things I need to work on. So many other things I need to dig deeper and really like explore and, 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 and figure out like, why do you do this? And why, why are you this way? And what is a better, what is a healthy way to be? That's my goal in I believe that if we hadn't had a disagreement, I would not have taken the time to go deeper um, to really ask myself, like, what's the most important thing, like being right or like having a healthy relationship. And I think one thing for sure that our disagreement taught me is that we can have differences of opinion and still remain in fellowship, like. And it not be a contentious thing and not just remain in fellowship, but have a good relationship. Um, When we had our argument, I definitely wasn't there. When we had our argument, my thought process was, it is what it is. I'm here. I think what I think. I feel what I feel. And that's what it is. (laughs) And that's what it is. But it took... um, it really did. It honestly, it took me humbling myself and really looking to see, Lord, what would you have of me? How would you have me handle this situation? And I'm gonna say this too, and we've discussed it before, but I know we had a family member telling us that we, yeah, I don't need to go to therapy. That just blah blah blah. No, 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 no. We absolutely needed therapy because this is like. 
cycles. We continue to do the same cycles in this family. I don't want this anymore. So I need for somebody to tell me a different way and a better way. And it can be scary because, you know, my go-to, my grab is how I typically handle conflict. That's what feels good to me. And that's what feels comfortable, but it's not necessarily what's good for me. So I always like I'm a big advocate for therapy and I'm also a big advocate for having a good relationship with a therapist. For me, I love the Lord. Jesus is the Lord of my life. So I needed a Christian counselor or Christian therapist, somebody that knew Jesus um, and knew Jesus in a real way. And that could give me scripture and practical application that I could use in my everyday life. That's one thing I love about to me, a good sermon is not hooping and hollering. It's when you can give me the word of God and then give me practical things that I can do because I have to live. I have to walk out in the streets every day. I have to make it through this life. And so I need something practical that I can take and I can use because who wants to go to church and remain the same? Now, a lot of people do it, but really and truly, like the goal is for you to get better and you to go out and make more disciples. So and I'll say this too, not have imagined. The therapist asked us, what is your goal as a family, as it relates to your relationship with your brother? At that point, my goal was for us to just be able to be in family functions together and be cordial. And God has exceeded the expectation. Now, my relationship with my brother is not perfect, but I have learned I can't, whatever I feel like is wrong with him, I can't fix that but I can fix me and how I respond to him. And I think that has made all the difference in our relationship because I'm not on a collision course for correction. He got his Baptist finger. I'm going to let you speak in a second. Uh, is that what that is? Oh, it's the Baptist finger. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. uh, but not, not to be on a, a collision course with constantly correcting him, but really and truly like let the Lord correct you. And the rest is going it's, it's, it's to follow. Go ahead, sir. I was going to say, and I also want to make something clear because it can seem like I was just, just flashing out and didn't really like give you as much as many flowers as I think you deserve for the growth that you showed and are. Because I told you and I meant it so many times after I was like, I feel like we're actually talking to each other. Like you ain't talking down like I have an opinion. I say something and I, you know, will see you enact something. And I'm like, oh, my God, she listened to something that I said and did it or or wanted to do it. And it feels good. And it was healing. And I think it, what, what happened is I think the wall of our spiritual life and what I guess we would consider our personal lives, that wall got broken down because I've never had no issue praying with you or, or or talking about God or whatever, but like the way we talk on this podcast about our walk and actually walking, um, I think that the argument in a lot of ways broke down a wall that we didn't know existed between we're all walking and we're trying right. to walk together. We all walked on our own path, which is, you know, the, the, the fight of all centuries is just like, for three people who want to walk their own path, one person who walking their own path is taking care of the other two paths. Um, 
in mama in sense of like her path is is be so intrinsic with us that she don't have her own path sometimes <laughs> you know this Beverly is true um <laughs> but it's that codependency child like not realizing that in that codependency and uh, individualism that that's going to cause conflict right because we're all supposed to be moving this way where are you going and then it's like where I want to go, well, you shouldn't do that. And then the other person goes and it's like, well, I'm going to do it. And it's like, but what, you know, and it's like, there was not enough boundaries, too many checks and balances that didn't make sense or didn't serve us, um, that we were able to break down with that and kind of understand what our roles are. Um, like, and I'm going to say you know. this, too. It's not unique to our family. No. I think it happens in many, many families and people don't want to address it. You just go along to get along. Yeah. And that's why you frustrated. <laughs> Though <laughs> that first therapy session, he was just like, mm, I, I don't think I've ever seen something like this uh, in terms yes, of our he, dynamic. That was yes, hilarious. He was very so, like concerned and like and even if you don't give me my roses, brother, I'm going to tell you who give me my roses, my therapist. You'll be like, you know what? A lot of people come to therapy, but they don't do the work. And you have been doing the work. Like, you are but really I, like, I mean, but you, I, you are but doing you, it. But you're a hard worker. And that's always been something that nobody at any point in any situation had to question, needed to question, should be questioning. And I don't question um, the only thing that I, you know, at that point ever had an issue with was like whether or not you saw me as somebody that's capable. It's the reason why I was able to accept my calling is because in that moment of God using you, I was like this person that I think highly of also thinks highly of me and thinks highly of me in enough space to let me know because by my uh, knowledge, she's an expert of these things. She's seen a lot of preachers. She's had to go to a million funerals with my mother. So she's seen so many people's different styles and things of that nature. What makes me somebody like, oh, oh you think I can be in this realm? The realm that like I, I know you be in and like there's no joke. There wasn't no laugh. It wasn't no sideways. Nothing. It was this confidence boost of yeah, I see Rome up there for you too. Just go. And like, I think your growth in understanding how to nurture versus this is how I nurture. Um, and same thing, like I'm, I'm working on those things too. Like I learned so much more from you now than I ever have because I'm able to see the steps. It's not me seeing like a finished product and in the way that I would see a lot of different things, but it's me seeing the process of how hard you work, the time you put in, the effort that goes on with that, the spiritual references and things that you keep close to you while you're doing it, because you're not doing it separate of God. You're walking with God through each and every one of these processes. And I think that's something that I'm very appreciative of because now I'm able to see what the boss is doing because we're all on that corporate level versus feeling like a worker who ain't gonna never know why <laughs> the stock investments are this way so so i'm gonna say this so i'm gonna leave it here uh 
But guess what, guys? We're definitely not finished talking about our disagreement. I'm excited for us to do our next episode because I get to tell you how I feel about my brother's take on our disagreements. I really got want you guys to tune in. Hopefully you got some nuggets from this podcast that are helpful for you, helpful for your family life um, or just your relationships in general. Um and that you are open to receiving whatever the Lord had to say to you through us and through our disagreement. I mean, anybody that really truly knows us knows that this was not a simple disagreement. Like it was knocked down, drag out. We were about to get physical disagreement. It was not something light. It was not something airy or laughable, but God was able, because we were willing to do the work God was able to mend our relationship. And now we're sitting on a whole podcast together. Um, and this is not tricks and gimmicks. This is real life, 100% honest. Like, this is what it is. Um, and I pray that in each and everybody's life that God continues to blow your mind. And he does exceedingly, abundantly, above all, you could ask or think. Because this is not something that was in my ask. But I think it's definitely a blessing. It's definitely what we needed um in our family to help us grow um and so my prayer is that you guys can um be obedient to the lord it's not always easy and it doesn't always feel good but in the end it works out for your good um these are the ties that bind people (laughs) (laughs) uh and we thank y'all for joining us thank you for uh allowing us to have a little bit of an extended episode this is just one of those topics we have Certain topics that we go and and have to break down in a certain way. And I um, appreciate your patience and understanding of that because God was working through us to show like there are still things and emotions that are that are going on. And it's the walk isn't something where it's like we tell you all about a blog post and that was the end of it. Um, It's not like continual. It's continual. So we will continually Make sure you understand that that's what's going on with your walk with Christ is this continual. We're not always going to get it right. It ain't a perfect relationship, but we're building towards a better relationship and through a perfect Christ who sustains us. Amen. Um, So there are blog posts Sunday through Friday over at BibleStudyGirl.com. The podcast drops on Saturday, so make sure you listen. We are currently, as you can hear, doing the uh, blog recaps, which gives us uh, some time to kind of explore things from um, our present perspective and where we were in that time and how far we've come. Uh, If you want to hit us up on socials, you can go to Twitter at BibleStudyGirl, the number two. On Instagram at underscore Bible Study Girl, like and uh, follow our Bible Study Girl Facebook page, as well as hit us up as our email on our email at Bible Study Girl twenty nineteen at gmail dot com. And remember, you can also message us. Oh, um, you can also message yeah. us on Facebook on yes. the Bible Study Girl page. One of us will respond to you immediately. <laughs> trust me. Um, and remember, guys, it's not the worst times in your life. Well. Sometimes those do sometimes preach. It that, is. Sometimes those things do preach. They do. It's they not, preach hard. They preach hard. <laughs> uh, it's not the things you missed. It's not the person you. Mm, 
This is oh wow. That's a hard one for you. They all oh, preaching man. today. They all preaching today. Let uh let's see here, y'all. It's not the pencil that preaches. I'm gonna just start doing inanimate objects for the rest of the time. But they can preach too if you not they gonna cry. Can. If you're not gonna cry out. Uh, but y'all get what we do. I don't know why I'm doing this like y'all don't know. It ain't the pencil that preach, it ain't the screwdriver that preach, but we preach. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching.